the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made of money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Welcome to Hour 2 of tonight's Andrea K. Show, this Monday edition. What do country music star John Rich, neurosurgeon and former HUD director Ben Carson, and national former radio show host and now TV show host Larry Elder have in common? We're going to share that with you guys in a little bit. And what is Santa trying to deliver to kids across the world that doesn't have anything to do with gifts? At least it's, it's, let me put it this way. Um, I don't think this gift, I don't think, I don't think that this gift that he's trying to deliver is on any kid's wish list. We're going to share that with you as well as, uh, what TV show host decided to fawn all over Fauci <laughs> and brag about how many shots he's had? <laughs> <laughs> Those topics and more in this hour of the Andrea K Show, 888-344-1170. Joining me this hour and every hour of the week, not like he has a choice, is DJ Potato Skins. No, not really. I really don't. <laughs> should we start this hour with some laughs talking about Santa? Yes, we should. I've actually been dying to play this. All yes, time. we've got to play this clip. Here we've got here we've got Santa. I read this and just shook my head. Yeah. Um, let's do. Does it need any introduction? Should no, we not really. You can he, comment after. Yeah. All right. Let's let's play. Um, let's let's play. roll the merry old clip. Yes. Go ahead. It was a cold winter's eve, and someone very special was carefully checking their Christmas list for things they still needed to do. After one too many mince pies, he slowly gets out of his chair, then quickly hurries to the local vaccination center somewhere in um, South London, where he finds a sack full of centers from all around the world, waiting for exactly the same thing. How convenient. And who might be administering the vaccines, I wonder? Well, it's none other than Dr. Hillary, the celebrity doctor from the TV. Splendid. It was all over faster than you can say Rudolph, and Santa didn't feel a thing. And now that it's done, Santa can finally cross it off his list and get on with the important things this Christmas, like spreading joy. And delivering all the presents. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm laughing because to me, it's actually it, it's hysterical. It's so ridiculous, but it's also kind of 
like crazy and and anger inducing at the same time the extent to which the left is using and preying upon the minds of children right in order to to push these COVID jabs. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, that's got to be who the demographic is. You think that's going to work on no, any yeah, parent? Yeah, that's easily, I think, targeted for kids. Well, yeah, it's targeted for kids. But what kid, but realistically. Mom, well, why did Santa get boosted? I want one. But like, is that is that who you were at seven? No. I mean, were you that kid that would be like, hey, Ma, I saw this commercial with Santa getting injected. Can no. I get me some injection? No. No. I never believed in Santa anyway. No, I did. I never did. Did I ever tell you? I my mean, in case there's kids listening, I do. I know. <laughs> I have no memory of ever remembering or I have no memory of ever believing in Santa. My sister was so traumatized when she found out there was no Santa that realizing that she had been lied to, that she told every kid that she ever got around, including her younger brother and sister. And you know what? So I never re- believed in Santa and I know and no kid loved Christmas more than me. All right. So and at even and I'm telling y'all at no point in, as a kid would I have ever been, gee, my see this commercial and think I'm going to go get the shot. Um, I was a big believer in Santa, but I I would have just brushed this commercial off and wouldn't play it outside. Yeah. Yeah. This isn't going to sway any kids and it's not going to sway. Oh, oh, you know what? Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot before the show tonight. I got a text message from somebody. Santa? No, down in Georgia. And they were out shopping. (laughs) I'm going to have to post this on the socials. And there was a box of vaccinated Santa ornaments and they were 50% off. Geez, I wonder why. <laughs> so this and is, next week they'll be 70% off. Right. So this isn't selling. So then they also took uh, a shot of what the little tag is on it. Santa vaccinated. Jolly St. Nick is ready to kick COVID to the curb with his vaccine. I can't read the rest of it. Something about the elves are ready. And their traditional Christmas festivities. Even if you believed and, and you wanted these shots and you thought they were great, would you really buy a vaccinated Santa ornament? No. I don't know where this was at. And this was from Georgia, by the way. I'm not really sure. Um, this isn't a fairly... Uh, this While this isn't a fairly conservative part of Georgia, so, you know, which, which you know, there's still liberals down in that area, but it really begs why any why anybody would run that commercial... Why anybody would would think who manufactured vaccinated Santas? Who thought those were going to move? Okay, that's right up there with. Um, think of a really bad product, right? I, um, Zima. Like anybody seen Zima since the first year Zima came out? Who even remembers Zima? You remember? Do were you? Yeah, a, I'm old. I do. Were you a big Zima guy? Not particularly. Uh huh. Right. But I remember it. Right. I tell you who would be digging. I tell you who's probably got grandkids and he's playing that commercial over and over again is probably Chris Wallace. Because Chris Wallace, here was Chris Wallace interviewing Fauci this weekend. And y'all know I can't stand Chris Wallace, but I got to play this clip for you guys because that's how cringy and ridiculous this is. And this is what we need to be doing. Remember last segment I was talking about, I was I applaud Musk for mocking the pronoun situation because we've got to take our voices back from this nonsense. And we need to give it the respect it deserves, right? Which is none. We don't give respect to people that are now devolving from, you know, my pronouns are they and them to now my pronouns are I saw somebody the other day, viz, v. I mean, it's insane, right? We've got, and, and, and this, and, and Fauci and everything about him, 
should be treated with that same level of mockery and disrespect because this man is a serial killer. So we need to be mocking Chris Wallace here for his uh, suckage up to uh, fraud Fauci. Clip three. Well, you'd be very proud of me, doctor, because I've had the two original shots. I've had the two boosters. I got the bivalent Good uh, vaccine. I am boosted, <laughs> boosted well, up. Good. And, and, and it will be very, very important both for the health of you and your family. It was- Says the little elf that needs to be permanently put on a back shelf somewhere. The, the, the shelf that the elf Fauci needs to be put on is a shelf inside of a, a cell, a jail cell is where he needs to be. But isn't that cringy, Chris Wallace? You'd be proud of me, doctor. I got my, I, I got my, my first two shots and then I got my boosters and then I got whatever pill he's talking about in the end. I mean, I, I don't think he needs the, the blue pill. At all, all he needs to do is look at Fauci, and and that's all Chris Wallace apparently is going to need, right? With this, um, but on a serious tip, then Fauci decides to say this, continuing to double down on his lies. Could we have been less restrictive about schools and less restrictive about closing down the economy, and focused, if not from the very start, earlier on, on the elderly? You know, in the absence of vaccination, that would have been very difficult to do. But right now that you have the ability to vaccinate people, you can actually clearly be much more liberal and open in what we're doing, which is where we we are really right now. So he's continuing to double down. You know why this interview took place? Because the doctor from Stanford, the Twitter uh, banned and shut down who was critical about these lockdowns and these shutdowns and what it did to children, what it did to to increase suicide rates, drug abuse and beyond, has been revealed to the American people. Who do they think that Fauci's going to sway at this point? I guess the Scott Kellys of the world. See, this is the problem. This is why somebody needs to be arrested. A whole bunch of people need to be arrested for the collusion between the U.S. government and big tech and media. Because we still have half the country whose brains have already been corrupted, who still think that Fauci is a good guy, who still think, who's who's lying to the American people that, yeah, we needed the lockdowns uh, because we didn't have the vaccines. This is the same guy who two weeks ago came out and said, I never, I was never behind the lockdowns. We played the clip on the show. He said he had nothing to do with the lockdowns. Now he's like back to the lockdowns again. And why? Because they're trying to get back to control the narrative here with the Twitter files being leaked. This is why Elon Musk needs to unleash all of them and stop the dribs and draps. And quite frankly, what we need is some Republican governors and some Republican attorneys general, maybe some Republican U.S. attorneys around the country to say, you know what, we're not going to wait for the Department of Justice, who's never going to do anything. We will never have an opportunity to prosecute any of these people until at least 2025. Because you think about it, even if we have control of the Senate, Congress does not have the ability to prosecute. It has to come from the Justice Department. And the next time we're going to be in control of that won't be until if we win in 2024 and then have a new administration in 2025. We can't wait that long. Here's a little bit from an article about these shots that Fauci's talking about. I mentioned it a little bit on Friday, but I didn't have a chance to get into all of it. Approximately 3 10 adult uh, coronavirus uh, fatalities in the fall of 2021. 3 in 10 adults were vaccinated or boosted. But by January 2022, 4 in 10. 
By April, it was 6 in 10. Now it's upwards of uh, uh, 60% of all deaths are now of those who've gotten the shots. So do you see the progression there? The more the shots, the more de- the more you increase your mortality because the shots are destroying the immune systems of the American people and those around the world. There's also more information in this article. This was from uh, lc.org newsroom. Dr. Ryan Cole, who's a Mayo-trained board-certified pathologist and owner of the largest independent diagnostics lab in Idaho, is finding an alarming number of large blood clots that have appeared since the COVID shot rollout and seem to be present only in those who have been who, who have received the injection. Dr. Cole's lab, Cole Diagnostics, processes and reports uh, that approximately 40,000 blood and biopsy patient samples annually. It's a large number. This is not a small lab here. And they're able to determine the difference between a spike protein caused by the virus and a spike protein caused by the COVID shots, which are demonstrably different and much more pronounced and serious. Most clots are typically micro or even medium-sized clots. He says these clots from the COVID shots are long, worm-like, and some stretch for several inches or even up to several feet long. One embalmer with 11 years of experience revealed that 93% of her recent cases died due to clots from the COVID shot. Morticians usually use a dissolving fluid to break up clots, but now the fluid cannot make it through these new monstrosities. The embalmers are finding that they're getting um, getting back pressure back pressure because the fluid can pass through the blood pathways due to the clots. They're forced to go into the body and manually pull them out. So if you've seen the movie Died Suddenly by Stu Peters, this is what they're showing. They're showing having to go in there and pull out things that look like octopuses inside of people's veins. This is what we're doing to the American people. He, Fauci is not a dedicated servant, like Scott Kelly said. He's a serial killer. I think Adam Andrzejewski, wasn't he banned from all social media? And he also lost his gig at, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal, because he was from Open the Books, and he was trying to get inside Fauci's finances and figure out how, he, how his net worth increased by $5 million. We know why. He's on the money trail with these shots. Speaking of money, we're going to take a break. I posed the question earlier, what does country music star John Rich, Ben Carson, and Larry Elder have in common? Well, we're going to answer that question when we come back. AK, Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. You can call me officially obsessed with Iron Mountain Outfitters. In fact, people are going to start turning and running away from me inside the halls of the radio station because I just can't, you know, I can't talk to people without telling them about this store and how amazing it is. In fact, I was talking to somebody here earlier and I said, you know, first of all, I know you haven't finished your Christmas shopping and I know you've got people in, there's something at the store for everybody in your family uh, from, you you know, men, your mother, uh, your kids, everybody you know, there's something at Iron Mountain Outfitters for everybody for Christmas. 
Y'all know how much I believe in shopping local. You know how that I don't shop online. I like brick and mortar. And let me tell you about Iron Mountain Outfitters in La Mesa. They truly have something for everybody. I was even telling somebody earlier, not only do you need to do your Christmas shopping there, but you're taking that Alaskan cruise this summer in May where it's going to be freezing. That's where you need to go to get your jackets, right? So that everybody stays warm when you're up there. And you might want to think about getting that jacket that uh, is being worn in Yellowstone. Or it might be the jacket that Steve Bannon wears that everybody loves so much. Look, they've got the largest selection of Carhartt and Filson, Browning. Um, They've even got, even if you want, because everything right now is all about the flannels. It's all about the shackets, the jackets, um, denim, just you name it, they have it. But they also have accessories. I was checking it out, the backpacks they have there. You, You don't, if you've got a kid in your life that uses a backpack, this is where you know need to go to get the backpack. You got a, a gal in your life who likes purses and bags. Let me tell you, this is where you know, need to go to get a really cool bag. So um, just everything from you've got somebody in your life who likes really cool handmade knives. They've got from local knife maker here, Anza. I mean, there's literally something for everybody on your list. And I was actually out in some stores this weekend and noticed that all this on-trend stuff that has to do with plaids and shackets is the same prices. The the crap that I'm seeing out in other stores is not any less expensive than what they've got at Iron Mountain. What they've got at Iron Mountain is super high quality for the same prices for the crap. That's the knockoffs. Don't go don't go to these national chains and buy a knockoff. You go to if you're in San Diego, you go to Iron Mountain Outfitters, you go to 8493 La Mesa Boulevard, you look for the standing bear outside, and you tell them you heard about them on AK show, right? You can also call them at 619-463-5660. This is where you need to be shopping for everybody on your list. So lecture over. That's where I stand on that. Okay. Um, speaking of money, one of the reasons why I thought to, to mention Iron Mountain is because I was looking at this article I was going to tell you guys about, and John Rich is looking like he's wearing a Carhartt jacket <laughs> on the cover on the, on the article. Here's what country star John Rich has done in partnership with Ben Carson and Larry Elder. I, are you a country music lover, Skins? Uh, old type of country, like Johnny Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, yes. The new stuff, no. I'm not a big country music star. I guess he was having some trouble getting some music played somewhere. Or he was I don't know what was going on with him, because I'm not a country music person. And he decided to launch a new song, and he put it out on one of the the conservative social media sites. I don't know if it was Rumble where he put the song up and and it got it and it's gotten like more downloads than any other song. It's become like the number one song in the country. So, you know, part of what's going on with this big tech suppression is they want to make you think that you're alone. They want to make you think that 75 million MAGA voters are gone, that the MAGA movement's dead, that America first is dead, pro-America is dead, and it's not, okay? Not by a long shot. Um, they want to kill it off. And one of the ways they want to kill it off is through controlling the money. We've talked so much about technocracy movement, how they want to get rid of cash. Um, they want to put us into a digital footprint, all so that they can control our lives, right? And so it's really important that we keep cash in society and really important that we don't put ourselves in a position to where we're able to be canceled financially, like what happened up in Canada with the truckers, where people couldn't access their their bank accounts. People couldn't access if they had a GoFundMe. We've actually had that happen here. Kanye West was canceled by his bank. 
right? So this is something that that we needed to be proactive about as conservatives before we get to a position to where suddenly nobody can access their bank accounts, right? So that's where um, John Rich and Ben Carson and Larry Elder enter the picture um, because they have purchased a bank in order to promote American values and to oppose cancel culture, culture, right? And it's called the Old Glory Bank. And here's what John Rich had to say. He says, it's been dismaying to see the political weaponization of the financial system. Old Glory Bank was created to be the full banking solution for folks who still believe in freedom and the greatness of America. Um, in addition to that, you're going to be able to, if, if you have an account at Old Glory Bank, you're going to be able to round up to the nearest dollar. Um, and and then uh, every time you do that, for every transaction, money will be donated uh, for charity, like the Oklahoma nonprofit organization Folds of Honor, which provides academic scholarships for the spouses and children of fallen soldier. I just soldiers, I just love this so much. Skins, isn't this a great idea? Yeah, it's really a shame. It's only in Oklahoma. If they were in California, I would totally switch over. Well, I mean, it it, it might go. You know. Um, I'm hoping it, it that they, might, that they end up expanding national. nationally. They might end up having an app. It might be a situation to where, I mean, you've got Venmo now to where you can move money back and forth between accounts. It might be something that ends up like that. For now, it says they're offering no fee accounts, free overdraft protection, and early direct d- d- uh, deposit access. Um, the senior regulatory officer for Old Glory Bank said that cutting it, it, that cutting edge digital technology will permit customers from across the nation. To access the company services. I'm going to have to check this out. I'm going to have to check this out and see how I might be able to use it. Because they go on to say, Old Glory Bank will serve lower and middle income Americans and those Americans that other banks have marginalized and ignored. Hardworking patriots who keep this country running every day. That was a statement from Ben Carson. Um, This comes as financial institutions have grown... Uh, hostile towards free expression like uh, you know paypal laura loomer how many people have been shut down from paypal laura loomer was the first one who was shut down from paypal she couldn't get an uber her bank canceled her um i think every area of money for her at one point was canceled um PayPal trended on social media after they retracted acceptable use policy oh they PayPal had said they were going to start fining uh, users if they violated uh, their um, uh, acceptable use policy. But then when they got busted for it, they claimed that that was an accident. But evidently, it's back up. Um, So this is this is what we need more of. We need conservatives to put their money where their mouth is. Just like Trump decided he was going to start Truth Social to try to fight back against this. We need somebody. We've Now we've got financial institution. We need more of this. We also need, what else do we need, Skins? We need we need a phone. We need a phone that there doesn't. There were murmurings that, well, let's see. And, and now, I mean, I don't know how to take it. Musk said that if he's shut down off of, you know, the, the Twitter app, that, that he would do that. Is that a good thing? I don't know yet. Well, I think the thing is, is that... Um, He's not going to be shut down by by Google or Android app because he's already he's continuing to um, to participate in the denial of free speech. Look, whatever you think about Alex Jones, why should Alex Jones be denied a Twitter account? He's his account isn't back up. 
Why is uh, why did Elon Musk respond to Carrie Lake tonight with extreme? I can't remember the words he used, but basically, you know, um, only a certain type of election criticism is going to be acceptable on Twitter. That's that's not acceptable to me. That's not the solution. We need a real conservative, and Elon Musk isn't. We need a real conservative to uh, start a phone that's not going to be dependent on an app um, that gets, has to get approved by Google, Apple, or Android. That's just, that's what we need. That's what we need. Um, for starters. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. I don't know what to think of this ex-Navy SEAL. We got an ex-Navy It was bad enough that we got this Navy SEAL, the toughest of the toughest dudes, right? Who decides he's a woman and he wants to live his life as a woman. And now he's decided that he was duped by the DOD and he wants to detransition. We're going to share this really sad story of this Navy SEAL when we come back. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. So, um, I guess we should look at this story as, I don't know. I, I, I Y'all know I, I, I am a daughter of two Marines. I love the military so much. There's, I've been down, I used to hang with the SEALs many years ago. At least at a certain time, I did um, for um, uh, for a while. You know, they're based here in San Diego. Um, I've actually been down there and kind of seen them on the beach down off of uh, Coronado um, doing their training. I mean, these are just the the baddest of the baddest dudes. And so um, we had one, um, a Navy SEAL, who decided his his name is and what it was Chris Beck. Chris Beck decided. Uh, at the age of 55, to be the first openly transgender Navy SEAL. And when Chris Beck decided to, you know, uh, announce that he was living his life as a woman, as Christine Beck, he was the poster child on behalf of the OBGTQ movement, right, for uh, the military. He is now says that he is detransitioning. Said that, and he says that he was used by a VA doctor and other activists to push and normalize what he says is the radical transgender agenda, and that's absolutely true. He says he was given hormones after just one consultation. One consultation. He's reverted back to his previous name, Chris Beck. He says that transitioning is the worst mistake of his life. Um, this, he, I guess he came out back in 2013. Um, everything he says that happened to me for the last 10 years destroyed my life. I destroyed my life. I'm not a victim. I did this to myself, but I had help. He said, I take full responsibility. I went on CNN and everything else. And that's why I'm here right now. I'm trying to correct it. I'm glad what I will say is that hat tip to him for going public skins um, with this because this these these stories of of detransitioning are really really important because they completely bust through the lies of the left, right? This is a the, um, however. It, it, it's these these detransitioning stories are important, but I, I'm I'm. I'm wanting to. I'm wanting to. 
I don't like that. I don't like him. He says he's not acting like he's the victim, but he is. He says he's not acting like he's the victim, but he is the victim. He's blaming the Department of Veterans Affairs. He's blaming the DOD. He says, I was used. I was very naive. I was in a really bad way, and I got taken advantage of. I got propagandized. I got used badly by a lot of people who had knowledge way beyond me. They knew what they were doing. I didn't. How do you get to be a SEAL and not know that you're being used and being propagandized? I'm glad he's speaking out now, but quite frankly, he did allow, he, he was happy to be propagandized. He was happy for the attention he was getting at the time. We all remember this story, right? How many, how many kids were put on puberty blockers because of this story? Look at the effect of our Department of Defense. And if he's, and if what he's saying is true, Skins, what, a one hour meeting and they put him on and, and they begin at taxpayers' expense? to transition him and how much of his transition did we pay for beyond just the puberty blockers and how much of his story was used to continue to push this this crap in the department of defense and we don't know how deep it goes what we do know is that you're not battle ready at any phase of transitioning you're not battle ready you're not battle ready mentally emotionally psychologically and you're not battle ready physically if you're transitioning you're not This should have never been allowed in the military. And this guy has a role in that. He's not a victim. I'm wanting to actually give this guy some props for coming out and telling the truth about this, the Trojan horse that is upon us to destroy this nation and its transgenderism. There's a reason why they're going to five-year-olds. They know that 90% of kids who make it through puberty no longer feel a mistake has been made in their body. You get to an adult and your brain is fully formed at the age of 25 and you're still thinking that a mistake has been made. You've got a mental illness problem. I don't care what you do about it. If you want to cut something off, you want to augment something, put on a wig, change your name, it does not change your gender. Your gender is fixed. It never changes. I think I think in retrospect, I wasn't sure how I wanted to approach this story tonight. This guy needs to be met with, you're not getting my sympathy. Go and get some help and shame on you for being a tool for the destruction primarily of children in this country. Shame on you. Shame of you for being used as a force to destroy the Department of Defense in this country and our battle readiness of our military. This man was used to change the culture of the Department of Defense in order to do exactly what he's criticizing them for now, which is to normalize something that cannot be ever be normalized in this country. You are never not the gender in which you were born. Never. I don't know how far he went with it in terms of whether or not he had any kind of uh, surgery on his parts. I don't know. I don't really care. What I do know is, I mean, you know, a, a, he was much older. <clears throat> so I don't, it's not a situation, I think, to where, like, we, we, I, I played the audio of this young girl who says, I'm 20 something years old and I was put on these blockers and these hormone treatments back when I was 16. And now, you know, it's permanent. Now I, I have a receding hairline, male pattern baldness, and my voice is permanently deep and I'll never get my breasts back. You know, I mean, I don't know at what extent he went with this in terms of, um, so I don't know. His detransitioning might might be better. Um, um, 
but and then of course he has to throw in the language like we talked about before where you know I might be dead today if I hadn't done this before I was so whatever Um, transitioning surgery and all this kind of crap um, should not be a tool to prevent uh, somebody from uh, under that guise that's not a reason Somebody's depression is not a reason to do this. It's a reason to not do this. It's, it, it needs to be recognized. Look at, the, look at the case of Jazz Jennings. If you watched any of Jazz Jennings' story, you know that Jazz Jennings uh, suffered with mental illness and depression and still does long after the puberty blockers, long after they had to try to figure out how to actually try to turn him, create some part of his body because the puberty blockers actually made it difficult to, to change his body to try to mimic that of a woman. And you know what? Jazz Jennings is still obviously, you know, a depressed uh, young adult. So depressed that when Jazz Jennings got offered a chance to go to Harvard, strictly because of who Jazz Jennings is, Jazz Jennings was too depressed to go and couldn't even muster it. I feel sorry for Jazz Jennings. I feel like Jazz Jennings was failed by his parents, who let him decide at the age of four that he was a girl trapped in a boy's body, and they gave him experimental hormones. If this isn't the hill we're going to die on, Skins, what are we going to die on as conservatives? And let me tell you, this guy, by the time he decided to do any of this, you know, I think it was long past the window of him probably having children. But part of the part of this, and we haven't talked about the shots in a while and the Great Reset, but we know that a lot of what was going on with these shots is about depopulation there. I said it. You know what else is about depopulation? Wait. All this transgender business, because if they take a five-year-old and they do that puberty blocking crap like they did with Jazz Jennings, the fertility's gone. It's out the window. Well, you were just talking about the jabs, too, other than all the, you know, weird circuitry and clots that, you know, some of these morticians are finding. Who knows? I mean, some of the data's coming out. Who knows what's really going to happen with a lot of the reproductive health of men and women? Yeah. We know that um, when we had Naomi Wolf on and she talked about what she found in the Pfizer documents, I can't even remember. We need to have her back. It's been a while since we've gotten a Pfizer doc update. Um, but we know that they withheld the truth. They knew it was causing myocarditis. They, they withheld the truth. They knew that it was not safe for pregnant women. And they continued to, to not just recommend it for pregnant women, but there were people that were telling pregnant women, you either, you either get this jab or you lose your job. And I feel sorry for some people, Andrea, because they were literally coaxed and feared into getting something that they didn't want. Yeah. Hopefully, those that got something they didn't want to keep their job isn't going to continue to get to keep getting more and more boosters. That's the only thing I think that we can hope for for them at that point. There's also programs out there. I've heard it on other radio programs, and people can probably just Google it, and some stuff will hopefully pop up. But there's actually detox programs if you're actually – if you are having regrets and you don't like the decision that you made, there are some things you can take to uh, at least minimize some of the effects. Yeah, we, we can't put our name on that because we can't nope, verify I'm not it. not at all. But I'm saying so, the information right, is Right. You go there. Google that. Right. Do your own research. Do your own research on that because we can't, you know, we can't we can't put our names behind that because nope. we we can't verify it. We don't have any way to verify it. All right, we're going to take a break. We have such a feel good story for you guys to wrap the show with. Y'all know how much I love my fur babies. This is just the sweetest, most wonderful story that I got to share with you guys. When we come back, so don't you go anywhere. 
Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Have you guys heard of something called gas station heroin? Have you heard of that skins? I never have. Have you heard of something called TD Red dietary supplement? Never have. Me neither. Um, it's actually a drug called Tianeptine, um, known colloquially as gas station heroin. It's been banned by several states. It's being marketed as a dietary supplement, but some users are saying that it's as, it's really uh, an opioid. So it's oh, sho- my. Yeah. So it's shocking to me that it's being sold in gas stations in the country. It is a tricyclic antidepressant used to treat uh, to treat depression in some European, Latin American, and Asian countries, but it's not approved by the FDA for medical use in the USA. In the U.S., it's not a controlled substance, and it's typically cold, sold in the U.S. as a dietary supplement, nootropic, a chemical that improves cognitive function, or a research chemical um, under brand names like Zaza Red, TD Red, and Tiana. It can be found in gas stations or easily bought online. So I thought I would, um, you know, warn people about this. Medical experts are saying that it functions as an opioid because it hits opioid receptors in the brain, um, which explains why people have reported severe withdrawal when they try to stop using it. I mean, how is this? But yeah, how is this in our gas stations? I guess it is, Skins, because... um, it's not widely known. Some states have banned it. But you know what? We're a nation right now, I guess, is just completely indra- embracing the drug culture, which keeps people dependent on the government and unable to work. So it's I think gr- it's intentional. Yeah. Um, Dr. Patrick Marshalik, an associate professor at West Virginia University School of Medicine, said people are using it either to manage or, or withdraw uh, from harder, harsher stuff, or they're kind of starting their journey and developing an unhealthy relationship with it based on its effects, and its effects are opioid-like. So um, avoid this. Let people know. Let your kid know, uh, your your people know not to take this TD Red or Zaza Red or whatever it is. All right, feel-good story. There is a man who's been reunited with his dog j- named Jazzy seven years later. Oh, my gosh, you guys. What happened was this um, family and their little dog, Jazzy, who looks like a, like a little, I don't know, like a little sheepdog kind of dog. I'm not sure what the breed is. I guess it ran off one night during um, a fireworks display, got scared off. And they just looked for it and looked for it and looked for it forever, never gave up hope. And evidently, somebody sees in Orlando this little abandoned dog that was just so filthy, couldn't walk, just, you know, really about on death's door, took it to a shelter. And lo and behold, in Orlando, the Orange County shelter, lo and behold, it had a chip in it. And so they called the owner in Texas and he got to fly and be reunited with his jazzy seven years later. I mean, most of the time, if you lose a dog for a long period of time, you never seen him again. Right. So they don't know what went on for seven years. By the time this dog was found, he was in a really bad situation. So nobody knows how it made it from Texas to Florida. If I had to guess, I would say somebody found it on the street in Texas, probably adopted it. Somebody who doesn't care really about dogs and ended up, you know, taking it to Florida and probably at some point thought it was too expensive or whatever. Or or maybe Jazzy just wasn't really jazzed on the new owners and let them be known or whatever. And then they dumped it out on the street. And this just breaks my heart 
that people do this. If this dog had a chip and was picked up in Texas, those people could have taken him to a shelter and had him reunited immediately. It's the humane thing to do if you don't want an animal, if you can't take care of it. There's plenty of right. people that would love a good dog. Right. Well, what I think they did is they thought, oh, here's a dog that's super cute. Let me take it. And then ended up dumping it off on the streets. Um, but it's a, it is ultimately it's a feel good story because seven years later, Jazzy, and by the way, Jazzy is 12. So there's still, Jazzy still has at least a good couple years, we hope, left, um, being back reunited. And it's so sweet, you guys, to see this Jazzy just immediately recognized her, you know, her, her, her owner, her daddy. So it's just super sweet. Um, I can't. I can't think of what kind of what kind of dog it is. Oh, it just breaks my heart to look at this little dog. Could have had seven years with his family, with their family, but now reunited. How's your Pete? Don't, don't ask me about Pete during during an intense <laughs> show like this. We should talk dog talk. No, he's he's great. Uh, he he's lovingly. He's a he's a family dog. I call him mine, but he's not mine. He's my mom's dog, little Chihuahua. Told myself, Andrea, I would never love a small dog, and now I prefer. The Chihuahua breed, most awesome dog on this planet. Well, I don't know about that. I think my I boy didn't. Gator is pretty much the most awesome dog, except that Gator's a bit of a dandy. I will tell you. I don't know how Pete does in the rain, but Gator doesn't want any part oh, of Pete's it. Pete's typical Southern California. He likes it yeah. about 75 degrees, yeah. and that's about it. That's Gator. I mean, I cannot even tell y'all how tough it was to try to get him out to do his business over the weekend. Because, I mean, it's just like he's got his little kerchief on. He steps outside. He doesn't want to walk in a puddle. You know, he just he didn't want anything to do with it, right? Might oh, mess yeah. well, if he has to go out during during the rain, he will literally just kind of peek out on the porch, do you know, do what he needs to do, and he will run straight back in. <laughs> well, at least you have a covered porch. I, you know, I don't have cover. I got to take him out to the grass, you know. So what I have, what I had to do is I had to buy like a really big golf umbrella that basically I could like cover a family of five underneath my umbrella. <laughs> so we look absolutely ridiculous that I'm outside with this umbrella that literally could provide cover for like five or six people so that he never has to have a drop of water on him at any point. You'll find you'll find this cute. So I'm making up my Christmas list today. Uh-huh. I wrote down what I bought for certain people. Okay, I already got, still need to get. On that list, and I'm not even joking, my man Pete. He's on the list. Yeah. Well, yeah. Got to buy for my boy. I got to buy something for my boo. I would pick up something, a little something for him from Iron Mountain Outfitters, but he won't wear a shirt or anything because they have some really cute, like little, little small. He won't. Oh, do they? He, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I, they're not specifically made for dogs. Oh, I thought they were but, for dogs. But you could take, I, I would put, you know, like on my old Shih Tzu, I would put like actual human little t-shirts on her, but Gator, Gator won't uh, wear a shirt. So anyway, all right. Thank you guys for being here tonight. Tomorrow night, come on back, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Email me at andreakshow.com, 844-814-814-5227 is our 24-hour hotline number. Love you all. Peace out. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.